the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the big Scottish football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How you doing, Ewan? You all right? Not too bad. A very happy boy after uh, the result and performance against Ukraine and Poland. We'll talk more about that, obviously. Yes, we'll get to that a little bit later on. And obviously, this isn't a Monday, as you'll notice. This is Wednesday. We're recording this. But don't worry, from Monday, we are back to normal and we will have a special guest on Monday as well. So more clues about that over the weekend. You can follow us at Big Football Scott on Twitter. In today's episode, we'll review the Ukraine versus Scotland game, preview the return of the domestic fixtures at the weekend as well. Some big tasty ties there. We'll also check in if Scottish football were a world leader past or present. Some of these are absolutely tremendous. And Ewan has a rant about Scottish football and the telly. So remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast outlets and providers on Twitter as well. As I said, at Big Football Scott. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search the Big Scottish Football Podcast. You can give us a follow and give us a like there and catch up with all the usual stuff. Right, let's get to today's podcast. And we'll start with newly promoted Group A country, <laughs> Scotland. And we said cheerio to England as we cheerio moved bye. our way up the cheerio league table. Bye. That was, I mean, that second half last night, I must say is probably the longest second half of my life. It, it felt like it went on for about 55 million years. We got battered. If truth be told, we got battered, but at no point did I fear that we were going to concede. That was what was so remarkable about last night. I thought we defended brilliantly. I thought the Yarmolenko chance in the first seven minutes at the back post, that left foot, vo- that left yeah. foot volley, um, how he doesn't hit the target. Is unbelievable. Also, I mean, had a chance that Craig Gordon saved really oof, well when he save. was right through. Craig yeah. Gordon had a great save from a shot from outside yeah. the box. Also, there was a snap volley later on. But I, whilst we were quite clearly under a lot of pressure, I was the same as you. I was. I felt all right. Yeah. I felt all right. I, I was like, we're not going to concede here. And that was know, that was peak Clark ball last night. It was. As well. And I, do you know what gave me great hope last night? is the fact that we appear to have some interesting depth within the squad. Absolutely. I thought Ryan Portis, now we've discussed this at length on the Big Saturday Football Show about Ryan Portis Mm -hmm. and the kind of player that he is. And we all know he can be a bit erratic, a bit daft at times, does stupid things, but he's still young when it comes to being a central defender. He's got a lot to learn. But we've always defended him, you and I, and Mm -hmm. Steve Cowan, that there is a player in there. And I thought he showed that last night. He showed a maturity that I haven't yet seen from Ryan Portis. I thought the boy was colossal. To come in such a game, making the Scotland debut, I thought he was phenomenal last night. Now, I thought the entire team were great, but I'm picking him out because it was his debut as well. I would pick out Ryan Portis as well, but I'd also pick out another two. I thought Callum McGregor was absolutely Outstanding in the middle of the park Much better than he'd played against Ireland At the weekend yeah. I thought I think he had an iffy game um, I thought he did well last week But last night he was absolutely tremendous And I must pick out Aaron Hickey Oh as what well. a player he is He's not going to be at Brentford for nah. very long nah. No disrespect to Brentford nah. like, I thought Hickey He was composed He was full of energy He reads the game so well as well And you know Some of the covering challenges And runs that he made I thought Aaron Hickey Was outstanding But yeah you're right For Portis to come in On his debut And put in that kind of performance Hopefully now He can kick on 
Yeah. And hopefully now it'll go on to much bigger and better things. I watched Steve Clark's interview after the game last night and he was just saying, you know, I knew Ryan Porteous is capable of that sort of performance. I could see it in training and that's why I thought, Yep, he's going straight into the team because that was a big call. Oh, it's a huge call. I mean, a lot of people looked at that team and thought, "Oh, oh, here we go, <laughs> that, another, that another Scotland failure." <laughs> that meme uh, from it was the Queen's funeral where the I think it's the Archbishop of Canterbury or something. He goes, "Oh God, yes. <laughs> Ryan Portis <laughs> is starting. Ryan Portis is starting." <laughs> Oh God <laughs> so, uh, That made me laugh But What a way to prove Your critics wrong uh-huh. And as you said Like You know I have defended Ryan Porteous On many 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 occasions And I'm just so glad um, That he came in last night And did a job And as you say He was absolutely colossal Brilliant defensive yeah. performance Also Craig Gordon <sighs> He's nearly 40 Ah, Yes The boy's nearly 40 And he's flying around Like Superman I think we'll need 10 days of mourning When Craig Gordon retires To be perfectly honest (laughs) with you Because Can I just ask a question here Uh, Feel free to get involved In this in turn Callum Who replaces Craig Gordon Let's not let's not worry about no, no, that. No, no, but, but let's just enjoy him no, while he's no, here. No, we, we, he's made we, a deal with no. the devil, and he's somehow still <laughs> the body of a twenty-year-old. He's obviously drinking the blood of children, but it's working for him. And the longer he does it, the better. Let's not think do, about when he's do you gone. Know what? Because he was out for so long, because he did miss what three or four years. He did, injury. and they thought he'd never come back. Maybe he's getting that at, at the back end of his career. Possibly. Now. I mean, I thought he was superb last night. And let's go back. Going back to Aaron Hickey, right? There was a boy who was at at Hearts he then moved to Bologna he lit up Serie A he was superb for Bologna he then gets an £18 million move to Brentford you're right he ain't going to be at Brentford too long maybe a season or two at most still mm-hmm. young I could see him at a Liverpool I could yeah. see him at a Real Madrid and I know that's that's hyping the boy up quite a bit but I think he's got that potential in him I think he is an outstanding prospect and just to go back to what you started with it also shows the depth that we now have in the squad because I did see all of the people who are out and intern Callum I believe has a list this is why I've been so quiet for the last 8 minutes because I was trying to remember these are the only ones I can remember Scott McKenna Andrew Robertson, Kieran Tierney, Grant Hanley, John McLaughlin, Nathan Patterson, Liam Cooper, Scott McTominay, Jacob Brown, David Turnbull and John Souter all missing and we still put in a performance like that. That's unbelievable. We still Um, won our group and got promoted. But imagine 10 years ago having what what is like at least 10 or 12 players of that calibre out and still putting out a team that good. That's That's incredible. And as we pointed out in our last podcast, look at the average age of that team. All round for the entire squad. I mean, that's a team that could be here for the next Euros, the next World Cup, the next Euros, and another World Cup. I mean, it is exciting when you look forward. Let us talk about the Euros, because obviously we are now guaranteed a playoff spot, which is great to have, because that's how we qualified through the last Euros, and it looks like we might be playing Israel and Serbia in the playoffs as well, just just for a wee bit of nostalgia, you know. But in terms of the Euro draw, which is coming up next week, here's what we are in. Pot 1. Netherlands, Croatia, Italy, Portugal, Denmark, Belgium, Hungary, Spain, Switzerland, Poland. Who you want out of that, Ewan? Poland or Hungary. Poland or Hungary. I would take that as well. So we're in pot two. Pot three. Ukraine, Iceland, Norway, Slovenia, Ireland, Albania, Montenegro, Romania, Sweden, Armenia. Armenia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. And you're wanting to avoid Ukraine. Yes. You want to avoid... 
probably Sweden as well you who've do. got a pretty decent record yeah. at qualifying for things I probably wouldn't fancy Romania either Pot 4 Georgia Greece Turkey Kazakhstan Luxembourg Azerbaijan Kosovo Bulgaria Faroe Islands North Macedonia Can you believe that Faroe Islands are in Pot 4? See this is what the Nations League has actually done though it's allowed the sort of better smaller teams, smaller teams to go up and down a yeah. wee bit and maybe build a wee bit and saying that I would 100% take the Faroe Islands oh, so, would I. so would I and you're wanting to avoid Greece probably Georgia I think Georgia won pretty much all their matches in their nation's and league Georgia's groups. always a difficult place to go and uh, that sends a shiver down the spine Alice McLeish days and uh, Gordon Strachan as yeah. well come a cropper there you want to avoid uh, Turkey I wouldn't fancy going to Istanbul even though they're not the team no. they probably were 20 they, years ago they lost 3-2 to the Faroe Islands yeah they're mints right now but I still wouldn't want to play them exactly no. you still don't want to play them uh, Top five is Slovakia, Northern Ireland, Cyprus, Belarus, Lithuania, Gibraltar, Estonia, Latvia, Moldova, Malta. Not much to fear in there. You want to avoid Slovakia, probably want to avoid Northern Ireland. Just for that Battle of Britain game. Exactly, so yeah. you want to avoid that. And Cyprus mm, can be a wee bit sticky as well. And then pot six is Andorra, San Marino and Liechtenstein. So no problems there. Um, so hopefully we get a decent group. Top two qualify for the Euros as well. So if we, we either want a really, really good top seed like a Spain who just pumps everyone else yes. <laughs> and then we can just finish second and then that's fine. And, and, we'll, be in the, and we'll be in the Euros. Exactly. We'll totally take that. We just need to qualify. Or we could have a Hungary or a Poland who are beatable. Decent sides, don't get me wrong. Very good sides. But a chance to win the group. But a chance to win the group. That doesn't really matter as much. And then pot three, as we mentioned, I, I, we, we want Armenia. We Ar- want Armenia. We totally want Armenia. We, we've just beaten them twice. Can I just say here and now, Mark this down, please, intern Callum. If you give him a proper title, I'll mark anything you want down. We are going to the European Championships. In Germany in 2024. Ewan Cameron says we are going to we the are. Euros. What do you think? At Big Football, Scott, if you have an opinion on that as well. Right, absolutely brilliant the last three internationals Steve Clark has turned that around let's be honest because in June there was lots of people calling for his head including you yes. you and Cameron and, uh, and I was right to because that well, was a shocking well, summer yeah, mate, well, mate, 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 mate 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 listen listen mate, listen to me right mate, mate listen and you not go- I, I can't be bothered editing another rant so just keep it I'm not going to rant there's going to be one later as well so just keep this I'm one not, no there's not a rant no, just keep it brief though eh? I'm, just, I'm still upset and I'm peed off at how we played in June and we're not going to be at the World Cup. When I watched that performance last night, that battling 0-0 performance, the way we devoured Ukraine 3-0 last week, our character in beating the Republic of Ireland 2-1, I think we'd had a cracking World Cup. See that team right now? We would get out of that group featuring the USA, Iran and England. And I'm so annoyed that we are not there that Wales are there instead of us because I think if we were there we would 100% qualify for the knockout stages of the World Cup so that still sits with me negatively that we didn't get there that that Stevie Clark got it so wrong on that day he got it wrong at Hamden during the Euros and he got it wrong in June against Ukraine and we missed out in the World Cup and when the World Cup comes round I'm just going to be thinking what if I know, what but- if what if right 
But what I would say is we can't change that. Yeah, no, but it's annoying. Still, we, mate. we need to let that go. Me, 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 me. It's mate. annoying. I know it's annoying. Listen, of course it's annoying. And see when the theme tune comes <laughs> out and the telly's <laughs> on and all the flags are there and there's not a salt tire that's going to annoy me. I know, of course, of course, and that's annoying. See when Wales turned up to play England, I'm just like that should have been us. I know, but everybody knows that the Nations League is a far more prestigious <laughs> competition than the World Cup. Nobody's interested yeah, in the World Cup. Got promotion to Group A. There's lots of issues with Qatar as well. Yeah, Who wants totally. to go to Qatar? Who wants to go there exactly. with all their problems? And um, yeah, I all agree with human you. rights issues and Correct. all the rest of it. We yeah. are, we're boycotting the World Cup. Yeah. But anyway, let's take you back, you and Cameron, because we love this. And thank you very much to your to your old pal, Cat Harvey. Um, so we've found some of your greatest hits tweets. This from September the 9th, 2019. September 9th, 2019. Told you. Half-time Scotland nil, Belgium three. Steve Clark, the plastic pitch specialist. Don't even bother taking your seat in the dugout after half-time. Your time is up. So that's from September the 9th, 2019. <laughs> that is from a Twitter account, Ewan D. Cameron. Do you that one? Yes, that's my yeah, account. Yeah, that's, that's your account, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Don't worry, we don't have many of these. Here's another one. I mean, Ewan Cameron's an absolute... October 10th, 2019. Is it possible that Bertie Votes is wearing a Steve Clark mask? We're a pathetic mess, an embarrassment, an utter shambles. Hang your heads in shame. So that was after us getting beat by Russia, I mm. believe, that time. Uh-huh. I mean, that uh-huh. was over. But that was, that's the only, only two, isn't it? There's, there's, not... there's not another one or anything. June the 11th, 2022. Stevie Clark must go. We've a very good squad of players being managed by a plastic pitch specialist. He's not good enough. This squad deserves better. Time for that dinosaur to head back to Jurassic Park. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll stop it now. Oh, wait, there's one more. June the 12th, 2022. If we get to another tournament, it will be in spite of Stevie Clark. <laughs> Just before you play the other two, what's good about Ewan's? It's not as if he just flip-flops his opinion <gasps> no, given no, no. the day and what the weather's like. He's consistent. So I, for the uh, next two, they'll probably be exactly the same. Exactly, They're yeah, the same. we've got two. So those are from 2019, uh, one from 2022, a couple for 2022. So uh, this one from... Uh, in fact, what's the day on this one? March 17th, 2018. Stevie Clark, Manager of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> And let's bring us right up to date, shall we? September 27th, 2022. Ukraine nil, Scotland nil. A brilliant battling performance from every single player. Ryan Porteous, take a bow, my son. I've said it for a while, but he's got huge potential. Thought he was colossal and Hickey was also unreal. Well done, lads. He is such a wanker. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kay... Right. Can we move on to uh, <laughs> another subject, please? No, no, I think just to round this off, I think to just round this off, <clears throat> Yeah. all I want from you... I'm not doing it. I'm not wanting an apology. Oh, okay. All I want from you is uh-huh. I maybe overreacted a bit. Mate. Mate. Can I just say, at that time... So, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying... At that time, that's you, how I felt. Did you overreact though? Looking back, knowing what's happened now, have you overreacted? Three times you called for Stevie Clark to be sacked. He's, <laughs> now, got us, he's now got us promoted to Group A. We've got a 
Playoff place for the Euros In the bag mm. already We are in pot two The highest we've been I think since Alex McLeish yeah. uh, In like 2007, 2008 Or something like that uh-huh. So yeah. He's already qualified For a major tournament as yeah. well That goes for him mm-hmm. Yes of course There have been disappointments Since even Stevie Clark said last night He was like We wanted to Right the wrongs That we that we yeah. had in June yeah. And, and he, he actually came out And said he was like I think we As a squad We've learnt from our mistakes in June He was like As a coaching staff As a manager I've learnt from my yeah. mistakes as yeah, well I'm hearing all this So So what, what, you're back in meeting a corner here What is it you want? I want you to say That you overreacted Did you overreact? When when I hear it like that mm-hmm. That's how everyone else hears it By and, the way And reads it on Twitter and when, reads you on Twitter it, yeah. when you write it But go on at that particular moment, that's how I felt. But when I hear it back, it may have been a, a an overreaction. Okay. It so, may have been. So for now, uh-huh. Stevie Clark can stay. Is that what you're saying? He's staying. Well, yeah. Yeah, Aye. I mean, he's, he's doing he's... a great job. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. The ever-consistent Ewan Cameron <laughs> across there. Right, we'll get to domestic matters in just a wee second. Let's get to if Scottish football were world leaders past or present. We asked you to go quite highbrow with this one. Uh-huh. And you delivered, as per usual. So, at Big Football Scott is our Twitter account. Can I just say I had to turn off my notifications? Because this was just boom, 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 boom. There were so many answers to his question. Hello to Johnny Mac, who tweets us every single week. General Franco de Boer, he is in there. Pinochet Adams. Pinochet Adams. You're going to need to pick the winner here, you and so. Pinochet Adams is in there. Lots. Andy Halliday gets in every single week. Is he in again? He's in more than multiple times this week. Kenny Burgess and Shore Duffy both said Gandhi Halliday. Gandhi Halliday. That one's so good. Very, very good. Uh, hello to Mark Gavin, who says George W. Bashiri, <laughs> which is not bad. Uh, Paul Potter from Dan McGowan as well. We have Clement, Clement Atlee Wallace, which is not yes. bad. Yeah. Clement Atlee Wallace. Uh, we have Joseph, St- oh, Joseph Stalin Ruff. <laughs> Stalin Ruff. Stalin Ruff. Did you do a show with Alan? Stalin. Oh, Alan Ruff. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's that from Ross, eighteen seventy four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do a show with Alan Ruff? Uh, back in the day, uh, real the radio day. football phone. Me, me. It was massive. Me, uh, Napoleon King. Uh, so he goes in as well from Chrissy T. Uh, Winston Burchill. As in oh. Mark Burchill I really like it Yeah uh, Stephen Mill Clinton <laughs> <laughs> That's from Michael Montagnani Thank you very much mate uh, Mother Teresa Postacoglu Nah I'm not nah. having that one Dalai Lamat O'Reilly Nah, nah. Poor, poor efforts from D Hughes there uh, Kofi Annan Athletic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Of course Of course uh, Raphael Shit Shitler <laughs> Raphael Scheitler How are we saying that? I don't know how we're saying that uh, Robbie Nielsen Mandela <laughs> As from Smiley Face Butros Butros Gally McCoys As from Craig B uh, We've got Kyle McGuinness Can Which is not bad Tom Lawrence of Arabia uh, Saddam Scott Bain <laughs> That's from Jason Howden. Uh, General Franco McAvenny. Uh, Lloyd George Burley. Uh, that's from the human bartender. Uh, Odson Edward Heath. Not bad. Sorry, Edward Heath, yes. <laughs> Theo Roosevelt Snelders. <laughs> that's from Alexander Wilson. Abraham Lincoln Redimps. 
the team that um, yeah, beat the, the beat Celtic. Celtic, of that's right, aye. Uh, Jack Chirakis. <laughs> <laughs> That is very good. And uh, of course, since we're talking about Hamilton Ackies, they play on Fidel Castro turf, don't they? So um, that's from Andy Boy, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Ronald Reagan, Charles Cook from Miko. Ebi Skov, Dahali Lama from Fat Boy 77. Ebi Skov, Dalai Lama. Yeah, it's Ebi not Skov, bad. It's not good. Good. Nah, it's not good. Right, some of them, I think that this is the best one we've done so far. So um, I do like Butrus, Butrus, Ali. Yeah, Butchers, Butchers, Gally McCoy, Gally Butchers, Gally McCoy. Does he cl- does he count as a world leader? Was he not the leader? He was, of the he was UN. 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 He yeah. was there during the Iraq War. Right. Okay. So Craig B, uh, you have won for Butros, Butros, Gally McCoy. Uh, right. What are we doing next week? Uh, if Scottish football were a song. If Scottish football were a song. Give examples. So we could have Darren Young at heart. Young at heart. Good yeah. Tune. We could have Chris Commons people. Oh, that's good. Very good from Pulp. And uh, you got one in town, Chasing the sun, Shuki Nakamura. <laughs> Chasing the sun, Shuki Nakamura. Right, you can do better than that. At Big Football, Scott, if Scottish football were a song, do not let us down. Obviously, Andy Halliday will have to appear at some point. So uh, have that at the top of your thinking once that's out the Andy, road. Andy, happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. What song is that? What song is that? Is that not something Cliff Richard did? No, that's Summer Holiday. Andy Don't say it No No Andy Summer holiday Nah Right okay At Big Football Scott on Twitter You can search for the podcast On Facebook And Instagram And you can get in touch And you can get a shout out On next week's episode Because that's how cool (laughs) we are Right okay Uh, Let's get to No No we're not What You alright over there What 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 was wrong with my Oh shut up It was just kind of rubbish You're looking for some like Jump in my Carlos Bocanegra (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's good. That's that's, that's good. Was yeah. that better than my? Um, Aye, it was. Yeah, some, it was, Andy yeah. Summer Holiday. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Let's get back to domestic affairs because we have a full fixture list this weekend, which is great, and there are some big matches, aren't there, Ewan? So starting oh, off oh. with the lunchtime kickoff in the Premiership, it is Hearts against Rangers. It is the Ewan Cameron Derby. So how's it going to go oh, at Tynecastle? I cannot wait for this game. What an opportunity! Opportunity for Hearts at home, Tynecastle, full house, and a chance to go joint second with Rangers in the league. I mean, we won't get a better chance than this. I think Hearts are playing really well just now. I don't think Rangers are, but they're still there. They're still there or there's about. And on any given day, they could be anyone Rangers. I just hope they don't turn up on Saturday. But I think that Hearts have got a superb chance. Um, let's hope we don't screw it up. I think we'll give them a really good game. Up. Can I put this, put this on record right now? Hearts won't lose. I'm not saying we're winning, but we're definitely not going to lose. We'll we'll get something out of the game. I think it'll be tight. I don't think we have many goals in it either. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And the the, the stories are going round that Halkett might be back as well. That would be a big boost. That would be massive for us if he was to make a comeback as well. It's so. the first Ewan Cameron derby of the season. It's Hearts versus Rangers. It's a half past 12. What kickoff. do you think? I think that will be tight as well. Um, a, a draw wouldn't probably would not surprise, surprise you. me no to be honest and turn Callum although t- to be fair like again it wouldn't surprise me if, if Rangers ended up winning 3-0 you know, like, I know it, what you it, mean. it could be one of those games So I fall on that side I think they'll put pressure on Celtic and get a win 
Yeah. So they'll go top of the league for a couple of hours. Right, for a few hours. So you think that's, that's their inspiration is we know we can go top of the league here. Mm-hmm. Let's get the job done. Especially Celtic losing to St Mirren. I think after this international break, if Celtic could beat St Mirren, different story. But big carrot for Rangers. Yeah, I kind of said that after Celtic's defeat to St Mirren. I did say that's just giving Rangers a boost because they were a wee bit down on themselves. And I think that would have given them a proper like incentive oh wow we're back in it here Celtic are taking on Motherwell at Parkhead on Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. also got Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock as well Dundee United against St Johnson Ross County against Hibs and St Mirren off the back of their win against Celtic they're at home to Livingston this weekend how stupid do you feel now you predicted they'd get relegated they're, they're flying St Mirren you predicted Livingston would get relegated and they're flying Moving on <laughs> The championship is Air United versus Inverness Cove Rangers versus Arbroath Hamilton against Dundee Partick Thistle against Morton And Queen's Park against Wraith Rovers Our guest next week is a Partick Thistle fan So we'll have lots to ask him about Yes he is mm-hmm. And uh, we, I, I actually don't know what's going on at Partick Thistle Every time I go on Twitter it seems to be an absolute mess So we'll get into that next week with him Elsewhere in League 1 Dunfermline versus Peterhead Falkirk against Clyde Kelty against their Dream on FC Edinburgh and Queen of the South Alloa And in League 2 Finally it's Bonnie Rogrose against Stenhouse Muir East Fife against Stirling Albion Elgin against Annan Forfar against Dumbarton And Stranraer against Albion Rovers So also this week It saw the signing of a new TV deal For Scottish football So it's another deal with Sky until 2029. And Neil Doncaster gave an interview to Sky Sports yesterday. Just count how many times he says Sky or Sky Sports. We're absolutely delighted uh, to be now in partnership with Sky until 2029, live on Sky Sports, through the medium of Sky Sports. Sky Sports. With Sky. Sky Sports. Uh, Sky Sky Sports. Uh, with Sky Sports and Sky over that period, the Sky Sports, the deal with Sky. Deal with Sky Sports, that Sky Sports see the value. Working in partnership with Sky Sports. <laughs> that was a, what a four minute interview four yeah. minutes and 40 seconds and it was right. 15 times he mentioned Sky Sports during that Sky Sports interview that he was doing live on Sky Sports so you also got in touch with Neil Doncaster didn't you yes I did um, me and uh, Neil Doncaster go back a long long way would because... you describe him as a mate no me. no 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 and, I, and, 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 I'm, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't describe me as a mate either <laughs> me I was actually genuinely surprised he actually replied to my text message. I, I thought he would blank me completely. What's his picture on WhatsApp? That's a great question. What's up? What's up? What does it say below it? Does it say at <laughs> like the cinema? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the gym. Neil Doncaster. I'm fascinated to know what his picture is and what it says just below it. That is the scariest selfie I have ever seen. It's like something from a Netflix documentary. Right, okay. Right, okay, that yeah, that is that's not good. That's not oh Christ. Good. <laughs> and and what's his what's his wee bio below it? Hold on, where's the bio stuff? Oh no, hold on. Why are you such a dad? <laughs> Why am I such a dad? Yeah, Neil. so type yeah. Hey, hey there, I'm using WhatsApp. Hey there, I'm using he's, he's a hey there, but I'm using WhatsApp, which is actually fine. I think that's what mine's is as well. Right, that's, that's a weird selfie, though, isn't it? To Not go great. back to mm. what you actually said and what he said to you, so tell us, we were basically trying to get him on this podcast. We were trying to get him on, right? Now I've known Neil Doncaster Me. for many years, and we had a few run-ins in the past when I worked on the football phone and with Alan Ruff back Not in me. the day. Yeah, radio. me, me, okay. me, me. See when, see when I was doing that, we were. Um, Amazing, amazing, amazing. Anyway, so um, I messaged the boy, right? But before we get to that, right, he went on and he he did his interviews yesterday, 
bang on about how great this deal is for Scottish football. But the fans of Scottish football, more or less every single fan in Scottish football, have said to him and the people who made that deal that it was undervaluing the game. May I just very quickly say, because I think this is important, the one thing I think is really, really good about it is it's put the SWPL under the same umbrella. So women's football is going to get a platform. Totally to agree you. with that. I'm really I'm, happy with that. Yeah. But I think that's important to say that before you then go on to what you're no, going not, to say. Obviously, that's a positive th- th- part. There, are, there are positives. I, and I was going to get to that, but thank you. That's what I in, in in turn, Callum. But when you go onto social media, and any time that I post a, anything about this TV deal, the majority of football fans in this country think it's a poor deal. And to see Celtic fans and Rangers fans agreeing on anything is quite unique. But they agree on this, that we are underselling our product when you compare it to other nations across Europe. For example, Sweden and Norway and places like that. So just to give uh, the boy a shout out, actually, it's Andy Newport, yep. who's a journalist at the Daily Record. You can search for him on Twitter. It did a great interview outstanding with the chief executive of the Swedish League. And he was basically saying how they've managed to grow attendances, uh, grow the game, market the game over the last 15 years. They have doubled attendances in Sweden, average attendances over something like the last 15 Correct. years. And that is despite every single... Swedish top flight and second tier and second tier match being live on TV and the reason that the guy gave for that is he was like well we've made it attractive to go and see so you know not everyone is going to want to go to the game right but at least they're watching it on the TV and then at some point they might go a game in the future and since then their attendances have doubled now the big thing about restricting the amount of games on TV in Scotland is they're scared that it would affect attendances. That's the big thing. But there are plenty of cases out there to suggest that is wrong in Sweden is one of them. And here's an example for you, right? I like Coldplay, right? But I wasn't breaking my neck to get a ticket to go and see them at Hamden. I didn't really care to see them. But then I watched them live on Sky Arts in Sao Paulo. I've seen that gig. Right? And they all had the wee wristbands and that. And I was blown away because of the experience. I wanted to be there. And that's what they're doing in Sweden. They put on such a brilliant match day experience that when you watch on the television, you want to be part of it. And they've done a brilliant job of it. Like what happened when I watched Sky Arts, I ended up at Hamden because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be part of that. It's like whenever you watch a World Cup or you watch a big game. How many times do you watch an Edinburgh Derby go, God, I wish I could be there. Do you know what I mean? So Sweden have got it right. We don't have it right. And football fans in this country have been saying it for years. We're undervaluing our product. Now, Neil Doncaster, let's be brutally honest about it. He is no stranger to keeping a low profile. I mean, you very rarely see him. You very rarely hear him. Whenever there is a tough question to be answered, he goes missing. I think that's a prime example of that. And I, we've called that an interview. That little clip he says yeah. it's 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 PR. It's fluff because he knows that he's going to get asked easy questions by a company who are going to broadcast his games and it benefits them both. He goes missing when the tough questions get asked. There's no doubt about that. He doesn't face journalists who are going to ask him the tough questions. So I thought, let's see if Neil Doncaster would pop into the studio and have a wee chat with us. So I sent him a text message. And at that point, we were going to get a real journalist to come into the podcast and ask him questions, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly not me. (laughs) So I'll read out my text message to Neil Doncaster and tell me if I've stepped over the line at any point. Okay. Okay. 
Good afternoon, Neil. It's Step you. Over the line, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good afternoon, Neil. It's you and Cameron here. Hope you're doing well. It has been a very, very long time since we had many a conversation during my real radio football phone-in days. I'm now back working on a football show and I was wondering if you'd be up for a chat about where Scottish football is placed today and how the new TV deal is a positive going forward. It would be good to see you again and to have a proper chat about the national game. And more importantly, I believe the fans would love it also. Hope you can pop in and see us at our studios or we can do it via Zoom if that suits you better. All the best, Neil. And I hope you're keeping well, Ewan. Okay, right. reasonable. reasonable. Reasonable, and yeah, exactly. Okay, got a reply. Hi, Ewan. I actually did a piece with Clyde yesterday afternoon, and I'm not intending to do any more media on this in any event for the time being. All the best, Neil. And he was also travelling. Ultimately, he's done what he needs to do, and he ain't going anywhere near it again because he did his fluff pieces with the BBC and also with Sky. Now, I'm not surprised that he knocked us back, right? For many years, I've been criticising him, so I'm not surprised he said to me, I'm not speaking to you, I'm not coming on your podcast. But politicians face Laura Koonsberg, Fiona Bruce, uh, Andrew Neil, and they get asked some really tough questions, but they put themselves in the firing line every single week on these politics shows. This guy runs Scottish football. He should be coming on to shows like this and speaking to the fans directly. He doesn't. He goes and does a fluff piece with Sky, which was embarrassing. I'm sorry, it was embarrassing listening to that. Now, Neil Doncaster, as you've quite rightly pointed out, is the chief executive of the SBFL. His stock answer, his go-to... It's always the same and don't give me it. Don't give me it. I represent... What the clubs want. Right. Okay. Is Neil Doncaster a pretty convenient punching bag for the rest of the clubs who get to hide behind him when everything's going okay. wrong and they make poor decisions? But then you could say that about a politician who come out and they speak on behalf of a prime minister who might be under a wee bit of pressure, right? So you get to the prime minister through his subordinates. Mm-hmm. Neil Doncaster is the face for the SPFL. He's the chief executive. He's the man at the helm. He should be coming on to shows like this. Don't come on this show. Okay, go on to another podcast. Go and go speak to another um, journalist out there who's critical of the TV deal. He didn't do that yesterday. He did fluff pieces on telly and he walked away back to his throne. Does he have a throne? Imagine if he did. Well, he does. I've been upstairs, right, at Hamden, the sixth floor. And he's right. got a throne. And he's got a throne. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part might not be true. <laughs> might not be true there, Ewan. In, term, in terms of the actual TV deal itself, um, 60 matches from 2025, I think that is correct. They can't even show what they've got right now. They're not With an show option to buy another 10 from, I think, 2027 and a possible other 10 after that as well. So it could be up to 80, but as Ewan rightly says they can't even be bothered to show the 48 that they've got rights for just now. And another thing, it's not 60 matches they're buying. They're buying the full lot because nobody else can buy anything anything. else. There's no packages out there where they can share it and give it to somebody else. I, I, I I think there's three fundamental problems with this. One, it ties us into something in you know, seven years' time. Who knows what the world's going to look like in seven years' time? Now, they're betting on safety. 
Yes. They're betting on getting the money in now and then that's it safe, we can lock it in, that's fine. And to a certain degree, I can understand that. They can that. budget for it. I can understand that. Secondly, though, um, as we've already pointed out, Sky don't even show the correct number of matches at the moment. They couldn't be bothered to show all the matches last season. And... Who thinks that they're going to buy up these extra two packages? I don't think there's any chance that's... Not a chance. They, they might do it to stop other people getting it, but will they show them? I doubt it. No. Uh, and thirdly, um, I think that this is yet another example of Scottish football as a whole, not, not just Neil Doncaster, but the clubs as well, not thinking outside the box and trying to do something a little bit different. Now, they obviously got their fingers burnt a few years ago with Satanta. This deal that Sky have signed just now with SPFL is still less than the deal that they signed with Satanta. Satanta went down the tubes. We all know what happened there. That was 12 years ago. That was 12 years ago. And we're still actually getting less money than what Satanta were paying us at that particular time. Yes. Yes. We are undervaluing our product. Per and why, year. Per, and year, per year. Say. Per year. But why they didn't put that out to the marketplace is beyond me. He, I know I know. he answered that question. He said the line that he did and this was no, they shopped it, the deal. No, but listen, because let's let's give him his due even though I don't particularly want to. His line was that they shopped this, this the Scottish football, the product, to all the markets he could think of and this was still the best deal he could get. It's up to you if you want to believe it or not. No, no, no. That's no, the line no, he padded I, I, yesterday. No, I, think, I think they probably did. But why wasn't it done in a public... Like what happens at Sky, right? When the Premier League rights come up, there's a bidding process and everybody puts it in a bid and they'll get this and they'll get that. Like what happens with the Euros, what happens with the Nations League, international games and friendlies and all that stuff. Did that happen? Where we actually just put it out there to tender and everybody got to bid on it. I don't... Who else was involved? I, I, I've read a few I, tweets from people who have worked at other companies and I don't believe that to be the case. I don't believe that was the case that was put out to tender. They maybe spoke informally. Spoke informally, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But why didn't we go through that process of putting out to tender to see who might have been interested? Discovery Channel, who do the, the rights for the Swedish football. They might well have been interested. Bear Grylls could have been hosting the Scottish football. Oh, God, imagine. It Can would have been amazing. Yeah, he still wouldn't eat him in spy from our bro. <laughs> <laughs> Air crash investigation. <laughs> very good, very good. Right, okay. Uh, so. I, I, I think I, I think to end this debate about the TV deal, I think you're right. The Scottish clubs are thinking short-termism. They're getting the money in. They can budget for that and they can plan ahead. But I do think that we are undervaluing our game. I think we've got some brilliant football clubs in our country. They've got a huge history, huge fan bases, and we deserve so much more. And those clubs that you mentioned barely get a look in on Sky. They barely get a look in. I agree. So that's my point. Great point. I, uh, before this TV deal was agreed, I think it's September and October, there's nine games live on Sky for Scottish football, all nine of which in uh, involve Rangers, Celtic, or both. Now, I, I, I get that Celtic and Rangers are, are a big draw. I totally get that. But how are you going to build the entirety of Scottish football Correct. by not showing any other Scottish football teams? It's ridiculous. Correct. It's so ridiculous. And people will say, oh, nobody's interested in watching St Mirren versus Aberdeen. Well, that's nobody's interested in watching West Ham versus... Brentford. Brentford. But I bet you a million and a half people still watch it every Sunday. They do. Nobody's watching Brighton versus Wolves. They're not Wolves. watching the teams. They're watching the league. Correct. And that's what the Scottish League has failed to do over the last 10, 15 years. But anyway, we're never going to fix it. And uh, we're tied into 2029 now. So uh, yeah, Seven years. Are. Seven years. Mm-hmm. God, what do you think we'll be doing in seven years? Moaning about Neil Doncaster. <laughs> 
if we're still here in seven years, I'd be very, very surprised. Right. Any other business before we move on, you and Cameron? You a happy boy? No, I'm a happy boy. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Mon the Jambos against Rangers at Tynecastle. Okay, okay, right. We'll be back on Monday, as we mentioned. This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And a quick reminder, we will have a very special guest on Monday. Our brand new game, player Joe Cardo's right, will be back as well. Joe Cardo will be joining us too. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use. Don't miss our podcast there. Thank you very much, Ewan Cameron. Thank you, my friend. And thank you to you all for listening and tweeting the show as well. Keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football were a song, post and we'll be back on Monday with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. You can get us anytime at Big Football Scott. That's our Twitter feed. Subscribe anywhere and we'll be back next week. Mon the pars. 